Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Hey, welcome to Truth Lies Shenanigans, the live streaming podcast where your favorite hosts bring us the most interesting topics of the week to discuss and ask the question, is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? And of course, we always try to have fun with some shenanigans of our own along the way with amazing guests, games, spirited conversations. My name is Neil Nix, another amazing show today. For today's show, we're talking about Britney Spears' fight for freedom from her father and conservatorship. And then we're talking about John Hinckley Jr., the guy that shot President Reagan being released unconditionally. And in quick fire, we're going to quickly talk about the Ellen Pompeo-Denzel Washington fight on the set of Grey's Anatomy and Canada's National Truth and Reconciliation Day. Then we'll talk Biden's struggles with the economy. As always, we'll end the show with shenanigans the game show don't forget any topics that get so deep we run out of time we'll discuss in our after show which streams live exclusively in our tls fans facebook group and you can sign up right now at tlsfans.com or you can listen after the show later in the week on apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts just go to tlspod.com to subscribe and get alerted before we get into our show I've got to introduce you to our amazing host for the next hour, the professor, journalist, editor, and sports intern mentor at ESPN, Miss Lizzie Enders. Hope everyone, happy Sunday, Sunday. I hope you guys are well, well fed. Drinks for the show. Currently, the Washington football team is about to lay a big old goose egg against the Bama Atlanta Falcons. So I'm not going to be in the best for this show, but I think we have a great jam-packed show for you today. So I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Awesome. Nice. And our gamer, tech guru, and bona fide rock star with the rock band Fallen Machine, is coming to you from Sudbury, Ontario. Mr. Robbie Rock. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What's up? Happy Sunday, fun day. It's uh, it's good to be back with you. I missed you guys last week. I missed the gang. Yeah, we missed you. Oh, we had a lot of fun last week, though. But we did miss both of you. It was it was oh, a fun show with my dad, Ellen. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but it, was it was a nice, nice. show, we though. Had, uh, yeah. We had some friends come and visit uh, from out of town and uh, spend the night with us, and we celebrated Jose's birthday with uh, with fanfare. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> And of course, our beautiful model, actress, college student, back from being off last week, Miss Gianni Storm. Hey guys, happy fun day. Um, I did miss you guys. It felt weird. I felt like this week, um, I was like, was I gone for a week? It feels, it feels different. But yeah, you just reminded me I was gone last week. Um, but I'm back and I'm excited. It's, it's been raining. Um, so I'm just staying home and eating some Southern soul food, comfort food, and just replenishing myself, um, for the week ahead. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right, let's go ahead and get started straight away with quick fire. All right, now 
quick fire this season. Our host, your topic. We only have three minutes to discuss, so get those comments fast. Robbie Rock, let's do it. All right. September 30th marked the first Truth and Reconciliation Day in Canada. This national holiday was created to honor the survivors and the children who were lost in the residential school system. And to provide some context, in the past year, several mass graves with children numbering into the thousands have been discovered on the abandoned sites of these former schools. Um, So the holiday was item 90 of 94 propositions made to the Canadian government by the 2015 Truth and Reconciliation Commission of Canada Call to Arms. I wanted to get your thoughts on its significance and any similarities to U.S. holidays. So, round robin. Neo, let's start with you. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's an amazing gesture. I mean, it kind of reminds me of what just happened with um, Juneteenth. You know, where we're finally making people aware of, you know, the, the last day of official day of slavery, the Juneteenth. So it was good to see. I mean, I'm glad that, um, you know, Canada's finally making some, um, uh, you know, some nods towards what they've done. Um, okay, I feel like I feel like it's a step in the right. It's a step in the right direction. Um, I think that the more people know. And the more people are involved in it right now, then I feel like the greater the impact. So you you have somebody that's actually listening and listening to the current problems that the indigenous people are having in Canada. So, yeah, shout outs to you guys. That's good. Good job. I'm glad. Hopefully it, um, it's a permanent thing, right? It's not just. OK, it's, it's a national holiday. We're celebrating it, but it was declared a national holiday. So, yeah, it's going to be recurring. Sweet. This. Um, So in this country, we don't necessarily have anything similar, um, except for what Neo just talked about in terms of Juneteenth. However, what is happening now is that a lot of cities and states and schools and organizations, institutions are starting to remove the bullshit that is Columbus Day out of our lexicon, out of our our annual celebration, and turn that into Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, so we are slowly but surely starting to acknowledge um, our Indigenous friends and family here in the United States. We don't yet have anything like this that, you know, seeks to tell the truth, seeks to give any reconciliation, but we're trying to get there. We're trying to get yeah. there. And there are I groups of us trying more, to get there. Groups of us trying to get there, and I think with more education about what, who and what Columbus is, what he did, what he didn't do, I think that's where we're starting to see, okay, we need to shift gears here. We need to shift gears here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real quick, let Slowly. me give you a few, a, few, a little bit, Robbie. What are those bullets? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm down. Right? so I was fortunate enough that my employer, the Northern Ontario School of Medicine, put on a two-hour virtual event uh, that consisted of multiple speakers. Uh, it is available on YouTube under the Nawesome TV channel. Check it out because it is very eye-opening. Um, Jose and I spent uh, the rest of the day just outdoors uh, and just being around the fire, it, just talking about, just reflecting about a lot of things that we've learned over the last year. So it starts with education. You're right. Yeah, on, online we have Jose says it's a step in the right direction. It's all about awareness and learning more about what happened. Jacqueline Robbins says, hopefully you all aren't getting the pushback that we have in this country when it comes to acknowledging the more problematic issues in american history just real quick i'm curious are you um there might be some segments but it's definitely not something that's getting a lot of media coverage uh it's the real story is the first national day for truth and reconciliation and 
what it means to Canadians. We have to figure out those waters together. Okay. Are we yeah. calling this truth, lies, or shenanigans? Oh, it's, oh I got to get my... One second. <laughs> Finally, some truth. Finally, Finally some, some truth. truth. <laughs> Finally, some truth. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Let's get into our quick fire number two. Ellen Pompeo is currently facing major backlash for uh, recounting a fight that she had with Denzel Washington, who was directing an episode of Grey's Anatomy in 2015. She detailed some very rude comments she made, like she said, quote, I was like, look at me when you apologize to me. Look at me. And Denzel went ham on my ass. Social media is saying this is white privilege. Is it white privilege? Or is this just two hot-headed colleagues going after each other? So let me, so I'm going to start with Lizzie on this one. how do we know Denzel was hot-headed? One person's account. We don't know what that Denzel was hot-headed. We don't know what he said about this. We don't, we haven't heard from anyone else who was on set. So to me, this is just one person's account, you know, trying to hype herself up as a bad Mm -hmm. bitch. So I don't necessarily believe anything she has to say. And let me just point out very quickly, because Ellen is married to a black man and has biracial children, she has often felt that she has the right to speak on African-American issues, issues about the black community, and that she's one of us. Do we really think she went to, she went hard at Denzel like that? We really think so? Come on. I think she might have. But, uh, I, don't she might have. I don't believe it. Don't <laughs> Johnny, believe what do you think? Oh, good. I feel like I feel like she could have, but I feel like because I don't know, like you say colleagues, I don't know that they have a relationship with each other in any way. So it's like if she did go go at Denzel like that, it's definitely some sort of privilege. And um, yeah, I don't know. But she also said that she went to talk to Denzel's wife. She was like, after that, after we got out of the argument, I went to talk to his wife because I was mad at him. And I'm like, what kind of who says that? Like, what kind of privilege? <laughs> But, so, but she never uh, said it sounds fabricated a little bit, but yeah. And Gianni, she never said, you know, what his wife Pauletta said to her. She just said she <laughs> right. said to the wife. She never <laughs> said what the wife said to her. So yeah, mm-hmm. that would have been a different. Yeah, yeah. What killed me when I was reading this? Her comments. You know, it's my show. It's my set. You don't even know where the bathroom is. <laughs> Check on. yourself, girl. Come on. You got to direct two. You have two two director credits for the show you were on for 17 years. You have zero writer credits for this show. This is not your show. You're a principal actor who's got a credit on the show. Get over yourself, Diva. It's, it's not endearing to anyone. Diva. And, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it is like this actress, Diva, and I think that she's pumping herself. I don't think that she's that bad calling Denzel a motherfucker on set. Come on. To you know who face. you're talking to? <laughs> Den- this is Denzel motherfucking Washington. He might know something about <laughs> acting. He might know something. Yeah. Real quick, I'm out of time, but uh, I'm a little torn. So I kind of think these were two alpha personalities going at each other. And it probably happens all the time behind scenes in multiple places. And I don't think it's a bad thing for a woman to stand up for herself if she feels she needs to say something. But I don't- the problem for me is the public connotation and stereotype because had it come out that this was a black actor, say like Chandra Wilson on the show, yelling at a white director, say Ron Chandra Howard. Rimes. Chandra Rhimes. No, Chandra, Chandra Rimes. Wilson is one of the actors on the uh, show. Oh, you mean, what's her name? What was what was her name? Bailey. 
Bailey. Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, she would have been labeled the angry black woman or she's a diva or, you know, as, as opposed to simply a woman standing up for herself. But, you know, I, you know, I don't know if that's Pompeo's fault, it's society's fault, but the point is, I get it. I get the backlash. It's just, I don't know. I think they might have just been two people who were hot-headed. But also, too, she, he, she was overstepping her. Like, he's a director. He's giving her direction. That's what he's hired to do. So she was overstepping her boundary. So he was we can giving talk about another it more. actor. Yeah. He's basically a supervisor. He's giving another director direction. Yeah. 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 So Jacqueline um, Robinson yeah, we, says, we yeah, we can talk about it in the after show. Uh, mm-hmm. Jacqueline Robinson says, gee, imagine yelling and cursing at the director for actually gasp doing his job. Viola Davis had the, had the cheek to check her. Ellen left the room in tears. Typical, always weaponizing those tears. So, is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? I don't know. This is like shenanigans. I swear, I need to get. I need to get a bullshit one. I need to get a bullshit. So Lizzie's one. got shenanigans. <laughs> Robbie's got shenanigans. Gianni's got shenanigans. All right. Yeah, All right. it is some shenanigans going on. All right, let's get to our third and final quick fire. That's going to be Gianni Storm. Just this past week, at nearly the last minute, as always, Congress and President Joe Biden averted a government shutdown by signing a bill that funds the government through December 3rd. Um, Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker, said that this is a temporary legislation and would keep government services functioning. Expert economists say both parties won't come to a conclusion in time before the stock market crashing and the government not being able to pay Social Security, food assistance, veteran aid. So my question to the panel is, despite the benefits of this bill, does this bill put a Band-Aid on our impending economic crisis? Let's start with Liz on this. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think um, I wouldn't even call it a Band-Aid, if you will. I think it just kind of puts a curtain over it. And, you know, we talked about this in pre-show. Like, this happens every year. This happens every year. Um, in the United States. I don't know how things go um, with this of bill and leg- legislation and threats of a shutdown in Canada. But Rob, this happens every at least once a year, mm-hmm. at least once a year. And in the past, we have had shutdowns. We have had government shutdowns. But normally, for some reason, they can't work this shit out before the deadline. So everything goes to the 11th hour. So this is supposed to carry the government um, until December 3rd. Guarantee you we're going to be back here on December 2nd. Guarantee. <laughs> happens every year. Every year. And, you know, Gianni, we, Neo and I, Neo, even though Neo's in Maryland, um, it's very close to D.C. We have a lot of friends that work for the government. Happens every year. Every, every single year. year. Mm-hmm. Every single year. Robbie? It's uh yeah. So Liz, in Canada, we just pass laws to set up our tax and spending policies and issue debt to make up the difference. So we don't get into this bipartisan clash mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. hurts the American people in the long run. That right. they're they're running their politics. This is party. This is party over people again. And it's man because the people who work for the feds are going to be impacted, but the people who receive these services are going to be heavily impacted as well because they're not going to have the adequate staffing and resourcing to properly implement these programs, Medicare and the likes of these types of social services. I'm not personally sure when the last full fiscal budget was actually passed because 
I think I think it was passed. Maybe uh, I think last year's budget was fully passed. But this happens constantly, where they're passing little stopgap measures to hold the, the government oh. over until they pass like a um, temporary budget, or sometimes we get we get full budgets passed. But in a given year, I'm not sure when the last fiscal full year fiscal budget was passed. I'm not even positive on that. I have to look that up. But it's this is very common. I know we're not economists, but do you guys um, um, do you guys feel like the Biden economy and this isn't like opinion? Uh, well, it is opinions, but do you guys feel like the Biden economy is uh, going to be helpful or do you feel like it's something that is like we're going to see uh, another recession? Let's save that question for the after show. So okay. save that question. Good question. Good question. But let's um, let's get to the comments real quick. Uh, Olivia says they need to be figuring out this COVID disaster and how to keep people in their homes, supplemental pay, et cetera. Uh, Jacqueline Rob says, good question, Ms. G. We go through this all the time. Unfortunately, it's clear that this political theater has been orchestrated by Mitch McConnell as the midterms uh-huh. approach. Oh, oh, calling somebody out. All right. All right. Truth, lies, shenanigans. Right. Truth, lies, shenanigans. Say it out loud. Truth, lies, or shenanigans. Shenanigans. I say shenanigans. At lies and shenanigans. Okay, Neo lies. I see that. Why you and Lizzie have the opposite? One is truth and one is lie. Why? Yeah, I got. Uh, Why do you think it's a lie? Yeah, Mitch McConnell was telling all kind of lies. I think the situation is truthful because no, again, sure. it's yeah. nothing new. It, it, it's nothing new. Same old, same um, old. You know, I mean, born and raised Washingtonian. We, I've been through this several times. So we just hope that it doesn't actually come to an actual shutdown. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because how many shutdowns were in the last? I think we had one in 2017. I think we had a short one in 20. 18 or 19. 2018 or 19. It was a short one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The government shut down briefly. And it's just all it is is posturing. People trying to get what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. Frustrating, but it is what it is. All right. All right, so let's move on. So we get a little deeper into some headlines. Truth, lies, shenanigans. All right, Lizzie, you wanted to talk about the last man to shoot a president. Tell us more. <laughs> so it wasn't until this week that I realized that John Hinckley Jr. really isn't a household name, that a lot of people aren't really aware of who he is or what his claim to fame is. So we're going to do a little <laughs> bit of history here. Um, so John Hinckley Jr., uh, back in the 70s, I believe it was in 1976, 77, was a college student at Texas Tech University, right? He watched the movie Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro and a young Jodie Foster. And in that movie, he fell in love with Jodie Foster, became a stalker, fell in love with her, began writing her a series of letters, kind of like stalkers do, um, declaring his love. In 1981, he, you know, left Texas, moved to Washington, D.C., checked into the Washington Hilton. There was some type of event involving the then president, President Reagan. And that's where he shot President Reagan, tried to kill him, tried to assassinate him in an attempt to impress Jodie Foster. But not only did he (laughs) shoot President Reagan, who did survive, thank goodness, who did survive, um, but he also shot three other people. Three of mm-hmm. um, Reagan's security detail. And so here we are. A judge ruled this week, June, that John Hinckley would be eligible not only for release, but unconditional 
release, meaning mm-hmm. that he doesn't have to check in for anything. He doesn't have to check into a psychiatrist, psychologist. He doesn't have to check into a parole officer. So he was eventually convicted, right, of shooting the president and three other people. But um, it was not guilty by reason of insanity. He was deemed to be have some type of schizophrenia. And with that, he was committed to St. Elizabeth's Hospital here in Washington, D.C. Um, and with that, he was not allowed to contact Reagan, who, you know, died several years later, decades later. But while he was still alive, he could not contact Reagan. He could not talk, contact Jodie Foster. He could not contact any of the victims or their families. With his unconditional release in June, all of that goes away. Mm. He can contact whomever he wants to. Doesn't have to check in with his doctor. Doesn't have to be on any medication. Doesn't have to check in with any type of parole officer. So my question to you all is, does the punishment fit the crime here? Who do you want to start with? You know what? I'll start. So, um, and the reason I'll start is because I was actually, I remember when it happened. I was, not that I'm old or anything. (laughs) 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 I remember, I remember the day it happened. So I was was a kid and I was just sitting, I think I was sitting in the living room and came over the, um, you know, the, I think I forgot what I was watching. I have, don't even remember what I was watching, but I know as it came over the um, uh, TV that emergency president has been shot, and they started showing all the footage they had at the time of, you know, it wasn't like today where everybody has a cell phone camera or everybody has some type of footage of what happened because picture or something. There really wasn't a lot of footage. We didn't. I don't even think we have. I looked for it. Looked for pictures of the actual shooting or. Hinkley near him or anything like that. I couldn't find it. Um, I don't remember seeing pictures of Hinkley, but I remember uh, when we were younger, there were pictures of the aftermath where everyone was scrambling around. Scrambling. Those pictures yeah. or those, yeah, yeah, that. The actual mm-hmm. video footage of that may have been scrubbed at this point. Yeah, um, true. But I do, remember, I do remember seeing this. Yeah, me too. 100%. And they, they kept showing it all day long, but it was... I don't know, it was crazy for me at the time. I I, I just remember it was like, oh my God, the president got shot. And my parents actually actually liked Reagan at the time. So they were like, they were Reagan fans. I don't know why. I'm sure my dad's watching right now. <laughs> I think some people thought he was handsome. Like Reagan was like an attract was he an actor? He was horrible yes, he for was. black people. <laughs> he was an actor, former governor of California, um, diehard Republican. Um, author of Reaganomics, also, you know, was a proponent of putting crack, putting crack cocaine into black neighborhoods in mm-hmm. the United States. Mm-hmm. So, War on drugs. But with that being said, to answer your question about Hinckley, um, you know, he shot a president. I mean, I don't know why we're releasing anybody. I don't even see the reason to be releasing him at this point. What is what is what is the what is the goal? I mean, he committed a crime, an egregious crime. We we don't want to. The whole purpose of putting people in jail is so that others understand, well, there's punishment, but others also understand the consequences. So mm-hmm. if we're looking at, hey, I can shoot a president and, you know, however many years it's been, it's, was, that was in the 80s. So we're not more than 30 years, right? 40 years? Okay, 40 years. So 40 years later, I can get off. You know, <laughs> what's to stop another person from trying an assassination attempt? So I don't know. And then he killed three. I mean, not killed, but he shot three other people. So it's right. like, yeah, the president, but and then one of them died like thirty yeah, Bra- years later. 
Yeah, and Brady, who well, um, right, including James Brady was his press secretary at the time, and yeah. as a result of the shooting, he was paralyzed in a wheelchair for the rest of his life, and as a result, yeah. he entered he and his family petitioned and introduced the Brady Bill. That's how we got the Brady Bill. So some level of gun came, control, so a small level of gun control. Oh. Um, but a lot came out of this. It wasn't just like Neo said, yeah, he shot the president. But in addition to the president, there were other three other people were shot. Wow. Four people with the intent mm-hmm. to kill. Four people. Rob? It's uh, it, it's mind blowing. It really is. Um, that the fact who someone who targeted a high profile target like a state leader of your nation, the state leader of your nation, is now out walking the streets and it's going to be an un- like I said it's going to be an unconditional release um, and he was living with his mom i know he had certain check-ins and things that he needed to be doing but I, the to be able to pull off something like that to even attempt something like <laughs> that there's clearly there's clearly something not right with you um i don't really believe that you should be out free and out roaming like neo said part of the incarceration is to show others the negative impact of your actions um that being said if the plan isn't to rehabilitate this person but just to incarcerate them why would you pass that burden on to the taxpayers because it's expensive Mm -hmm. we shouldn't even be talking about john hinckley walking out on the street because that story should have ended 40 years ago you know and even as a Canadian kid, I do remember this story hitting the media because we share a border. We share a lot of commonalities. And when Reagan was shot, he was a very popular president, even in Canada. So just because he was high profile, he was one of he was an actor. People knew who he was. So it was um, yeah, it's a little messed up. And what I don't like either about this is that Hinckley currently lives in Williamsburg, Virginia. And if you take a look at the gun violence stats in Virginia, you'll find that it's crazy. So despite the fact that certain checks and balances have been put in place within the last couple of years in the state of Virginia, it doesn't stop the fact that there was small arms proliferation leading up to this. So it might be difficult for him to buy a handgun or a weapon legally, but there's tons of legal stuff that's available. There's tons of black market stuff that's available. But, but... And and a lot of a lot of um, what the judge in this case said was they believe that um, he is no longer schizophrenic, that his manic episodes are in remission. However, you know, I believe it was like maybe five or six years after he was um, convicted or was convicted. I don't even know the proper term, but was deemed not guilty by reason of insanity. They were doing, you know, frequent check-ins with him and they checked his room at St. Elizabeth's and he had over 200 pictures of Jodie Foster. And so they had to, you know, go back and say, okay, we're going to remove all your pictures and we're going to put you on lockdown for the next decade. And then after that happened, they slowly but surely started to let him off the premises. At that point, he had over 200 visits throughout Washington, D.C. Now, granted, you know, they were supervised visits, but again, this is someone who shot the president. 
Mm-hmm. He was allowed to go and visit his parents, eventually going to stay with his parents. Now mm-hmm. he's doing YouTube videos because he wants to be a musician. Like for me, I'm just like, where is the punishment? Like, no, he didn't go to jail. And yes, you know, I do believe that there is some mental illness there. But at the same time, he should be treated for that illness because at one point he was so violent and aggressive that he tried to kill four people. He should be treated for that mental illness for the rest of his life. Because now we're talking about, okay, what if he sees Gianni Storm on the street and wants to impress her? He becomes a stalker of mine. Yeah. <laughs> one of many. No. Johnny, what do you, what do you of make many. of all this? What do you make of all this, Johnny? Um, kind of to, to argue his case, I will say I do believe that, like you guys said, one, he is insane. He has, he has schizophrenia. And two, he also um, participated. Like he, he did his do, he did what he was supposed to do. He wasn't aggressive or anything like that as far as the, the record show. Um, he wasn't aggressive and he didn't show any violent behavior throughout his, his entire um, stay at the mental institute. So I feel like he did, his, he did what he was supposed to do. Um, and he's also, I, I feel like almost like the law happened the way it was supposed to. It's just that we may have like a personal feeling about it because it was like obviously a disgusting act. I feel like- um, And to her point- I don't know. To Johnny's point, I mean, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity. So- you know, if he but can, I guess me- it comes down to showing if he's no longer insane and he's safe to be right. out into the community. But how can you gauge but if someone's no be. longer insane? Like you never, if, if you've already done this and you have been declared to have some form of schizophrenia, you don't know what the trigger is going to be. And so my issue is with the initial sentence to begin with. I think it should have mm-hmm. been much more harsh than we're just going to periodically check in on him to see if he's getting better. We're talking about something that's completely different than the common criminal who's been sentenced to, to, to twenty to life. Not not for not for attempted. Yeah, murder. it shouldn't be unconditional. I feel like the I not feel like that's where they not went wrong. Guilty though. I mean, to Gianni's point, he was found not guilty. And I'm but saying he is that's my. But that's my issue. I don't think the punishment was harsh enough because we're not talking you feel like about the average been. person. I, I should have been life in a mental institution. Listen, he was living the life. It's not like, you know, he was in shackle. He was living a good life at St. Elizabeth's. Yeah, that was, okay. that was our stupid, uh, stupid justice system in the 80s, though. Yeah. I, mean, I think they started to get away from that not guilty by reason of insanity plea more often than not. But that was recent that the judge granted him unconditional. That was a recent thing. Unconditional. And he's mm-hmm. the only, I mean, granted, you know, other people that have shot presidents in this country, you know, they got got. But, you know, he has, he's, he's the only person so far who has been afforded this luxury. And let me tell you this. If John Hinckley Jr., even in the 80s, if John Hinckley Jr. had been a Muslim, if his, if his hell, name was hell. Muhammad Akbar, <laughs> do you really think yeah. right, that we continue. would be having this conversation? <laughs> All right, we can continue this later in the after show, but let me get to these comments online. But Patrick Wojan joined. He says, if, hey, Hinkley, Mayor. <laughs> if Hinkley had shot anyone besides Reagan, he would have been out years ago. He also said, and being in the forensic ward at St. E's is as bad or worse than being in prison. Mm-hmm. Not when he was allowed oh, wow. to 200 times. 
Not when he was allowed to leave 200 times and go visit his parents and go and have walks in the park. Um, and but I do I do acknowledge what Patrick said in that if it hadn't been the president, he would have been out years ago. But that's another fault of our justice system. That's yeah. another like yeah. people I mean, who I, I are want, I want to, to murder folks. I mean, he, he's making not, some really good points right now. I want to I want to mention he says I can't see because my my damn computer is acting a fool, so I can't see anything that, that explains the, right the breaks in. Oh okay. no! So schizophrenia. He says schizophrenia can be treated, and with him, it is being treated. He's stable and hasn't been a threat to anyone for decades. He says, "I've been to St. E's. By no means is it a good life." <laughs> wow. Okay. No one's saying that it was a good life, though. No one's saying that it was a good life. But, but easier as, compared. The, the as as a member of the public, I want to have a good life and not be threatened by someone who was easily triggered. Okay. That by, was a perfect. Okay, I can impress her by killing the president. All right. So Olivia says uh, mental illness is real, and forty years is enough time to be rehabilitated. So I don't think we would have to know what state Hinckley is in now to know if it's fair. Um, Mike Winter says that is not the purpose of jail everywhere. Uh, jail is mm-hmm. about being punitive or is it about, is jail about being punitive or is it about rehabilitation? That's a deeper question. Um, it's a, a deeper question. We should ask that. People, in the need answer, to, sure. people need to remember that the initial purpose of jail had nothing to do with rehabilitation. So that is a definition that has evolved over the years. It was right. all about punishment and protecting the public. Right, we got we to gotta start moving on. So yeah, just one last comment. He had the best defense. This is Jacqueline Robinson. His parents' his money could buy. Meanwhile, Sirhan Sirhan has been mm. in a real prison for decades mm. after killing Bobby mm. Kennedy. Um, mm. So uh, that's Take a Take heed point. of the names, people. John Hinckley versus Sirhan Sirhan. And uh, Mike, Mike Winter says uh, to me, you old. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, <laughs> Listen, Mike, Mike Winter is just as old as us. That's true. It's a year. There's a, there's a year's <laughs> difference. That Bama old. <laughs> Mike Winter is. Bama. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lizzie. Great, great, great discussion. Appreciate that. All right, now let's get to. What, what are we calling uh, this? What are we calling this? Let's. What are we calling this? That's why I need a bullshit, guys. That's why I need a bullshit one, man. Here's my truth. I'm just going to say, hated it. Hated it. <laughs> I'm going with truth. Hated, hated it. it. I'm okay with it. Hated it. I'm okay with the decision. Hated it. I'm okay with the decision. I'm all right. Listen, I live near Anthem, uh, which is a concert venue over here at the waterfront. Gianni let me see that motherfucker down at Anthem. Don't let me see him walking down at Anthem. <laughs> I'm be like... Gianni convinced me that I, Gianni and Patrick convinced me that I'm good with it. Nah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. But you're good. You convinced you me. Live, you did a good job. I'm not good with it at all. Not good all right. with it at all. He's insane, Liz. He's crazy. <laughs> that's, why, that's why he needs to be separated from the rest of us. All right. Let's get to the next one. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Britney Spears, what everybody's been waiting for, or maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> Britney, <laughs> Britney Spears has been in a conservative ship since 2008 following a mental health crisis and has spent the past year attempting to remove her father from her case. The singer has had a tumultuous legal battle over the last year and told the court he feels traumatized 
over what she called an abusive conservatorship. But on Wednesday, Judge Brenda Penny agreed to a request by Britney Spears to suspend her father's role in conservatorship temporarily, replacing him with John Zabel. Her dad was thought to be very oppressive, controlling, and of course, taking advantage of her. She is still under conservatorship, but some people are concerned about her decision-making. As soon as control was taken away from her dad, she posted a bunch of racy photos of herself, either nude or topless. In the pictures, it looks like she's on a tropical beach getaway, and her comment is, playing in the Pacific never hurt anybody. I should note, prior to her father being removed from conservatorship, there was a report from TMZ that Britney Spears and her fiancé, Sam Asgari, were waiting for the constraints of her father's conservatorship to be removed so that they could buy a home together. Now, of course, there's a lot to unpack here with this Britney Spears saga, but I want to start out with this question. There's obviously a reason for the conservatorship. I know he's had some mental health issues. It has not been removed. It hasn't been lifted altogether. So do we think she's okay? And does anyone else think that she has the potential to be taken advantage of further by the people around her now? I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with Gianni on this one because you convinced me. on Um, (laughs) I absolutely think that she can be taken advantage of. Um, And this could be out of a lack of ignorance for not knowing uh, Brittany and whatever his name is, their relationship. But looking back at their photos, they've actually been together since, yeah, since 2016 Um, for three years. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, so they've been together for a while and then just looking at the, the photos, they look like a really happy couple, but that's, you know, that's just media. Um, I think that it's the timing of everything kind of worries me, um, with her father not having control and then they want to move in together. And at the same time, I'm thinking it could be Brittany's idea. So there's a lot to question in this, but I definitely have concern for her, um, being taken advantage of. I hope Brittany's okay. I still love Brittany. My wife loves Brittany. Always I mean, I, she's not her favorite, but no, Robbie, Nikon though. Um, yeah, I, I'm with Johnny. Uh, I think that she's still at risk, uh, given everything that she's gone through her entire life. I mean, she's been in conservatorships for 13 years now, and that was following just you know yeah. a bipolar breakdown it was awful and i know that she was checked in i think it was in 2019 also she checked herself in for for a month so you know she's not out of the woods yet and she's by no stretch of the imagination had a normal life and when you go out (laughs) if your way of celebration celebrating is to go out on social media and post naked pictures of yourself that just screams, look at me now, daddy. So I don't know that the <laughs> issues now, are daddy. really laid to rest, right? Okay. I really don't think the root issues are laid to rest. I think that there's a lot that she needs to really take on before she can be healthy and happy. Lizzie, your thoughts? Do you trust the boyfriend? Oh, that's a good question. Do you? Uh, I don't know, man. He looks a lot like K-Fed. Just saying. She's got a type. He, he does. does have a type. She first does have all, a type. He looks, first of all, stop it. He looks absolutely nothing like Kevin Federline. Hey, that's not attractive. He looks but... Absolutely nothing like Look Kevin Look at the Federline. features. Are you saying this guy is attractive? And, and, and he does not even have the background of Kevin Federline. Kevin Federline came into Britney's <laughs> relationship with Britney Spears already with a child and a pregnant baby mama on the way. Like, so it's it's two completely different, different situations. 
two completely different situations. But I will say this one with the, in relation to the nude pictures that she posted, um, people need to recognize that this is not the first time she's posted nude pictures. Oh, sure. She posted nude pictures as recently as July. This is a common practice for Brittany. And think about it this way in terms of she announcing that she is going to buy a new house. Like you guys said, she's been under the watchful eye, which she says has been under an excruciating watchful eye of her father for 13 years. So this will be the first opportunity for her to buy a place on her own without asking permission. So why wouldn't she want to buy a house? She's engaged. Sam Asgari proposed to her like two weeks ago. I think she still has to ask permission, though, because she's still under conservatorship. It's just not with her father. But but that's been the whole point. She said even, you know, when she was testifying earlier in the summer, she was talking about how she doesn't want to perform anymore Mm -hmm. as long as her father was in charge of the conservatorship. And she talked about all of the rules and regulations, how they were spying on her, how she had to have check-ins daily for just random things. And so with the prospect of her being, you know, not under those stringent rules anymore, why wouldn't she celebrate? Why wouldn't she be happy? Why wouldn't she say, I want to start this new phase of my life where I feel like I have some type of freedom. Yeah, I'm going to buy a new house. I don't have to ask this motherfucker permission for anything anymore. This is my money that I earned and I can choose whomever I want to, to marry. So I, I, I don't think like, do I think she's altogether stable? No, because there still are some mental issues, mental health issues that are at play here. However, I think we all need to stop treating Brittany as a child when she keeps telling us I want to be free. I'm an adult woman. I want to be able to make some decisions on my own. And thankfully, she has, it seems like she has, proper representation that has gotten mm-hmm. in there over the past few months and has been like, we are shit down. Yeah. And the two people that Brittany have called out, she hasn't called out her boyfriend or her fiance. She's called out her father and her younger sister. Those are the two people that she's been calling out all summer. So no, I, I have no problem with her wanting to buy a new house. I mean, we don't know what kind of cameras her daddy had up in that house watching her 24-7. I have no problem with her buy, wanting to buy a house. I have no problems with her wanting to be engaged to someone she's been seeing since 2016. Like at some point, you know, we're going to say John Hinckley Jr. needs to be free. We got to let Britney be free. <laughs> <laughs> free Did any of you guys see the Britney Spears documentary? Yeah. Framing the Free Britney, Britney one. Spe- Framing, oh, framing Britney, Britney Spears. To which she came out and blasted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was not happy about that. Oh, she was not, not happy, happy about, about it. it. She was that. not happy about that. But did you see it? No. Why don't I yeah. watch it? I've seen it. It was like a it was yeah. like a documentary. It was strange. It kind of felt like a setup. Um, it felt like they were running with a narrative that they believed. Um, but it it was it I wouldn't say it felt like a conspiracy, but it felt like they they were worried about Britney, and so fans came up with this documentary. That's what it. That's what it felt like. Okay. Yeah, it was. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was a lot of information. I felt bad for Britney after it. I mean, because you go back to the. Yeah. Of course, she talked about Kevin and Kevin Federline, and of course the issues with that she had with Dustin Timberlake. 
Um, yeah. She, you look at her life. She's had a pretty rough life. And, uh, you know, it's not surprising that she struggled with mental health issues, um, given, given the, the complex life that she's led. Um, you know, but I really felt for Brittany. I still feel for Brittany. But I get yeah. when all the fans are struggling with the control that her father had. But with that being said, I feel like Brittany probably needs oversight. And I'm glad the conservatorship is still there. Um, the, cur- the conservatorship is still there until November. There's another hearing in November hearing, right? um, to decide whether or not she's going to be um, free of the conservative conservatorship wholeheartedly. Um, do I think, do I feel bad for Brittany? Absolutely. I think, you know, she's one of these, you know, teen stars who was the breadwinner in the family. So, you know, people allow her to get away with a lot of things, including her mother, including her mother. Like she was, you know, at one point living with Justin Timberlake when she was a teenager or in her early twenties, um, using drugs, you know, and went unchecked. However, as much as we talk about, you know, the controlling nature of the people around her, fans also are trying to be controlling yes. and trying to narrate I agree with who she dates. Yeah, they are. Who she dates, who she's engaged to, you know. I mean, so it, it's 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 a balance that she's trying to find for herself. And I wouldn't be surprised if in fact, you know, they end the conservatorship in November that we really don't aside from Instagram, we really don't see her for a while. Yeah, yeah I think I, mean, it would be, I think it'd be great if she just takes a break, especially yeah, from the fans. Should. I agree. Yeah. It's she away did. from the fans. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that I trust this guy as Gary. Um, but why he's been around for him? a while, though, Neil. He's been around for like a he's, minute. He, Even he's through given the us no reason not. He has a job. He he owns his own business. Like why wouldn't we trust him? He makes a lot of money on his own. He 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 ain't got a whole bunch of kids, you know, in the background. Like he's not federalized. I'll agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) He's much younger, though. That's the only thirteen years younger. Yes, thirteen years younger. I mean, but I think Brittany mentally is thirteen years younger. So they might be, you know, on the same wavelength. Mm -hmm. Same page. Might be on the same wavelength. (laughs) True. I know. I I think. uh, Yeah. I think Brittany probably still needs needs some time. I, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm, you know, when people are struggling with mental health, you know, it's it's not an easy thing to deal with. So um, I'm hope I'm hoping the, for the best for her for sure. But, all right, let's get to some of these. And comments. let's be clear: when we're talking conservatorship, we're talking conservatorship of her personal life. Her professional life is still being very, very much managed. But yeah, at least now she's going out <laughs> and she wants to perform because the conservatorship with her father is done. So she can start making that bank again. Yeah, I think her father definitely needed to go for sure. But it was also her father too, that, you know, clearly, especially in the beginning when he first took over that had her performing when it was obvious that she was in no state to be on a stage performing. Um, Uh, Yeah, it was, it it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. All right. All right. Let's get to these comments. How can her father do that? Well, I mean, her father's been taking advantage of her for years. I mean, that's, that's where his funding was coming from. Mama mm-hmm. and sister too. Mama yeah. and sister too. Was like, he like the type of father that came later? Like he came into the picture later and then he's... No, no, no. No, her parents were married and divorced when she was like early teens. But her her father also, you know, was um, very controlling with the mom. So one of the reasons why they divorced. Also, he had an alcohol problem. So he's, you know, recovering alcoholic. Um, and then you heard her mom was just a yes person. Like, you know. Right, we I'm can just talk about it. Yeah, you know, go with the flow. In the, in the after show. 
Um, so uh, Mike Winter says she cannot sing or dance that well. She definitely has a drug issue. Um, and those are her choices. Let her be naked and bang young dudes. Let me just check Michael. So um, I, don't, I don't think she's a great singer, but you know, in she's her genre, you didn't, really, you didn't really have to be. Like Janet Jackson ain't a great singer. However, Britney no, Spears can dance her Britney Spears can dance she's, her ass off. She's a good performer, yes. She's uh, a good performer. She's like a J Lo, like she's an entertainer. Yeah, J Lo's oh, not a great singer okay. either. Okay, okay. Let's not sully Britney by comparing her to J Lo. J Lo is wait a not minute. a good J Lo is definitely a better singer than Britney. Ass. That's Leo's favorite. Are you, Are you kidding me? Have you listened to Britney? <laughs> Very quickly, Neo, your girl Jay compared herself to Beyonce this week. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna she leave did. That out there. I'm gonna leave that out there. <laughs> no, on any level, I don't think she's on any level. I, I mean, I don't really find Beyonce that attractive. But with that being said, uh, on any level, does she com- She can't compare with Beyonce. She's not. All right, so. Dragon Rob says one of the reasons one of the reasons such conservatorships are problematic is that people like Jamie use this as a means to enrich themselves uh, through the fees mm-hmm. the court allocates them. Um, Mike Winter says I didn't watch the documentary because he didn't have authorship. Uh, Jose exactly. says exactly she Brittany's did not have authorship. Sink or swim. I hope she succeeds and wish her luck. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Mike Winter says she got that young eggplant emoji. Mike, I think another thing people, need to, people need to take into consideration about Britney. She bothers no one. She's yeah. aside from her own personal issues. Britney isn't out here bothering anybody. She's not in anyone's business. She's not sleeping with. Well, she's not anymore any longer sleeping with anyone's man. She's not a part <laughs> of the the controversial conversation that you normally see with celebrities. She just minds her business. And I think that's yep, what she I wants bet. to continue to do. Just mind her business, be with her boys, spend her money. All right, we're short on time. Yeah. Is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? Oh. All right, I got truth. What do you got? I say it's truth. I got truth shenanigans. and shenanigans. It's truth born of shenanigans. Lizzie's got Remy knocked, <laughs> born of sh- Remy knocked my shenanigans thing over, so I can't put that up right <laughs> some great hot topics some good stuff great discussion appreciate you guys let's it's britney bitch it's britney bitch (laughs) all right let's let's jump into our game show all right so today's game we're playing some jeopardy We'll go round robin. You'll get to pick your category and the dollar amount. I'll read the answer. And if you can provide the question, remember it has to be posed as a question, you get the points. Person with the most points wins the game and the final thought for the show. We are going to start with Gianni Storm. Your categories are art. Who said that? 70s sitcoms. Grunge music, cartoons, and famous ducks. <laughs> um, Robbie, I was just that. thinking we may have 
We may have given Gianni some too much background info for the grunge. <laughs> you guys have give her a history lesson. Yeah. Where are we going with? What category? Um, with dollar who amount? said that? Who said that for four hundred? Four hundred. All right. Who said that? Four hundred. He posed the question to be or not to be. Would that be Robert Greene, William Shakespeare, Edgar Allan Poe, or Robert Browning? Um, who is Shakespeare? Who is Shakespeare? Oh, whoops. The correct answer was I call Shakespeare. Two hundred. I points. call foul. You had the arrow on Shakespeare. He did, didn't he? I don't know what I you're talking about. Also, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's like cheating already. Cheating already. <laughs> cheating already. Right. Four hundred points for Gianni Storm. All right, Robbie Rock. Uh, let's go cartoons for eight. Ooh, cartoon. Ooh, big time. Going big time. Oh, All right. The favorite food of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tacos, hamburgers, it's fish, pizza. pizza. It's D pizza. I'm sorry. I, I, I need to make sure I heard you correctly. It's pizza. Pizza. D pizza. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, uh, uh. I'm sorry. I didn't hear a question. I'm, I'm, oh, <gasps> shit. <laughs> yes. I'm going to win this one, Rob. No points. No points. <laughs> Zero points for Robbie. Rob. Uh, I thought what Leo is, was trying to I tried to up. give you a chance, Robbie. I tried. He's <laughs> trying to help you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lizzie Enders, <laughs> what's your category? Um, I'm going to go with who said it for 800? Who said it for 800 points? And hurry up. These are chicken All right. <laughs> this person once said, reality is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. Stephen Wright, David Blaine, Albert Einstein, Ernest Hemingway. Some type of physicist. <laughs> oh, out of time. No, you put that up before I even said it. So I'm going to say, who is Albert Einstein? <laughs> okay, I'll give it to you. Albert Einstein yeah. is the correct answer. <laughs> All right. Lizzie's got 800. Gianni's got 400. I have to do this in my head. I don't have a piece of paper. <laughs> All right. Gianni, <laughs> St- Gianni, Gianni Storm, what is your category? Um, cartoons for 600. Ooh, cartoons 600. American soul singer and the voice of the South, Park, South Park oh! chef. Would that be A, Isaac Hayes, Wilson Pickett, James Brown, or Jimmy Johnson? Um, South Park Chef, who? Isaac Hayes. Oh, no. It showed you the answer. (laughs) Out of time. We're going to follow the time. Actually, that was a guess, and I would have lost. It was a guess, and I would have lost. Who is Isaac Hayes? That's another one. Yeah, it is Isaac Hayes. It's just, it has to be a question. And you got to do it in time, because they're showing you the answer pretty quickly. All right. But we're not giving a ticker. Like, we don't know how much time we have. Yeah, there's no ticker. I'm sorry. There's no ticker. We'll do our best. All right, we'll work with it. (laughs) like, Robbie Rock. (laughs) Category. All right. And... Let's do cartoons for a thousand. Ooh. <gasps> Ooh nice. All right. This bird on the God Feathers segment of Animaniacs parodied Joe Pesci. Bobby, Pesto, Bad Pigeon, or Squid? Squid Feathers. Oh, you have. Who is Pesto? Pesto. Pesto is the correct answer. Good <gasps> job, Robbie Rock. Wow, Rob. All right. Robbie Rock in the lead with a thousand. On the map. <laughs> in the lead. Bobby Rock is in the lead with a thousand. All right. Lizzie Enders, you have 800 points. What's your category? Let's, let's go with Rob has how many? He has a thousand. A thousand. 
one K, baby. One K. Let's go with um I'm gonna regret this, I know, but let's go with uh <laughs> 70 sitcoms for six hundred. Six hundred. Seventy okay. sitcoms, six hundred. This character occupied the middle square in the opening of the Brady Bunch. Would that be Carol, Mike, Alice, Greg. Eight seconds. Here's your time. Who was in the middle? Hmm. I'm going to say, who is Alice? Who is Alice? The correct answer is Alice. Yay! Alice. Good job. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Liz in the lead after the second round with 1,400 points. All right, this is the final round. Final round of Jeopardy. Yanni Storm, you have 400 points. A lot, lot to make up to catch Come up. Come on, Gianni. Come on, Gianni. You need a thousand, a thousand to tie Lizzie Enders. Okay. Um, I suck at art. What's the other? I can't, art, I can't read the other. Who said it? 70 sitcoms, grunge music, cartoons, or famous ducks? Um, art for 600. Ooh, art. Ooh. <laughs> All right. This artist yeah, painted Sunday thousand. afternoon on the island of La Grande Jatte. Henry Martin, That's George Surratt. Vincent George, Henry Le Sardinier. Got four seconds. Who, who is George Slot? However, that is correct. Nice. That is correct. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. All right, Gianni. Yay. Gianni's tied with Lizzie Ender with 1,400 points. All right. However, no, she shouldn't be tied with me because she asked for oh, 1,600. Yes, for what? what? No, oh, you gave me 600? I mean, 1,000? Her first one was 400. First, her first one. You, you gave her. A, you gave her a thousand. Yeah. And I asked for six. She asked. Her first she one was fourteen. Oh. oh, but oh, she you still got it. So that's a thousand in the bank. Oh, you're right. You she, got the right <laughs> she got the right answer. Six hundred. My bad. I didn't hear you ask for six hundred. All right, she got it. We're going to do. I mean, yes. All right. Cheater. <laughs> Cheater. All right. Cheater. <laughs> Robbie Rock. All right. This is for the lead. All right. He, He's in the lead by, she's got you by 400 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go grunge for eight. Grunge Ooh. music for eight. Grunge for First 800. grunge topic. First grunge topic. Nice. All right. Their fifth album, Super oh. Unknown, went yeah. to number one on the Billboard 200 in 1994. Would this be? Who is Soundgarden? I own the vinyl. I love the vinyl. We were just talking about years. Chris Cornell. We were just talking about Chris Cornell. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> the correct answer is Sound, Sound Garden. Garden. That is correct. Oh, All right. So 800. So you're in the lead 1800. by 1800. So you, okay. So Gianni Storm, you are out. Lizzie Shoot. Enders. How is he in the Come lead? Come on, Liz. Come on, Ralph. He's, he's in the lead by 400. He has 1800 points. Oh, okay. 1800. Okay. And so I have 1400? You have, okay. yes. Yeah, he only has 400 more. So you have 1,800. So let's go with... Um... Alexis Flanagan. <laughs> She's adding stuff up for me. <laughs> Hi, Alexis. Hi. Thank you, Alexis. <laughs> Hi, Alexis. Um, I'm going to go with 70 sitcoms again for 800. Ooh, big time. Okay. All right, not going for the tie, I see. All right, let's do it. All right. Bob Newhart had this occupation in his self-titled sitcom on CBS. Psychologist, newspaper columnist, teacher, interior designer. Six seconds. Oh, he... Three seconds. Hello? <laughs> Psychologist. <laughs> I, I got it. Yay. In my head. 
<laughs> Me too. That means Robbie First Rock. First of all, no, 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 no. I don't get you. Don't get a countdown or anything. The like, countdown was on the screen. The countdown was, and I was showing. I was calling oh, it out it for was you. Like, I was looking at Gianni who was talking. All right. All yeah, because right. I was trying to give it to you. Peter, Peter, <laughs> and Robbie Rock wins Peter, the game. All right, we took a little extra time. <laughs> All right, let's get your shot. Liz would have won, though. I don't, she would have the Of course I would have. Of course I would have. Give me the proper time, Amos. All right, Gianni <laughs> Um, Shout out to Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, who's fighting for Medicare to cover wigs. As someone who is, um, she's somebody with alopecia herself. Um, she recognizes that wigs are more, much more than a cosmetic. So shout out to you. All right, Robbie Rock. Yes. Well, uh, shout out to Canada for moving forward with truth and reconciliation. It's, uh, like I said, it was item 80 of 94 calls to action. So we still have a long way to go, but we're taking that first step. So kudos. Shout out, Canada. All right, Lizzie. Yo, Gianni. Shout out to the Washington football team who came back and won. They won. 34 30. Yes. You beat Atlanta. Come on, Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> Anacostians won a game, y'all. Anacostians won a game, y'all. <laughs> All right. My shout out goes Go to Debbie Davies who helped me pick my topic this week on TLSfans.com Facebook group. You also provide a lot of background material for me to review. So thanks, Debbie. Appreciate that. And of course, our final shout out goes to our pet shenanigans winner of the <laughs> week. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at that. Thank you, Nesmi. Thank you, Nesmi. Look at this that. This week, oh, it's Nesmi Dolores and her two pups, with one of them showing his teeth barking with the caption When someone tries to talk to you before you've had your morning cuppa, yet. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> all right. To see all, the t- all of the pets or to post your favorite pet photo or video, Make sure you join the TLS Pet Shenanigans Facebook group. Just go to mypetshenanigans.com. All right. And that is officially all the time we have for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us. We hope that you maybe learned something, gained a new perspective, or even got some things off your chest. We will be back live next Sunday, October 10th, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. And our winner for the final thought of the day is Robbie Rock. Peters. Um, My final thought is um, mental health related. Again, uh, today marks the anniversary of my brother's death 18 years ago. And just take advantage of resources that are out there. If you're hurting, you need someone to talk to, reach out. Um, Because taking that final step is just so final. Just... Be good to yourself, and please be kind to others around you. Awesome. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you. Don't forget, the after show will continue on TLSfans.com. We will keep the cameras rolling just for you. I'd like to thank you, Lizzie, Gianni, Robbie Rock, our people behind the scenes, always working hard to bring you guys an awesome show. Ellen, Nesmi, Jesmi, (laughs) Jesmi, (laughs) Nesmi, Jose, and Olivia. But most importantly, I want to thank you for watching and listening to our shenanigans each and every week. 
and we will see you next time.